So how do we actually change? Like how do we actually take our behaviors and permanently change them from one thing to the other? If there was one key for lasting change in your life, I think we've found it. My name is Sam and this is the Shoe Leather Podcast. Well, hey there, and welcome to the Shoe Leather Podcast. This is where the rubber meets the road for followers of the way. I'm Sam. And I'm Vic. And today we're going to be talking about a forgotten key of spiritual growth. In fact, we could say that it's it's a vital key. It's, an, it's super important um, for growth and for experiencing the power of Christ in us the way that God meant it to be. Now, if you're like me, growing up in church, you were told to read your Bible and to pray. In fact, I remember my pastor, he would always tell us young people, he said, uh, if you are not reading the Bible every day, you will not make it. And honestly, I'm not, I don't disagree. I believe he's absolutely right. But what I wish he'd also told us was that reading your Bible isn't enough. Okay. It's definitely a beautiful start, but it doesn't, it, it by itself doesn't actually get you to where you need to go. So today, we're going to be talking about what the Bible calls renewing your mind, all right? And that comes from Romans 12, right? Verses 1 and 2. It talks about being renewed in your mind and re- renewing your mind, all right? And, and what we hope that you take out of this episode is the importance of just beginning to regularly renew your mind with God's truth. So first off, uh, what does it mean? What does that mean to renew your mind? Like, what does that look like? And here are a couple different ways to say it, all right? So you could say it's the idea of intentionally washing your mind with God's truth and God's word, all right? So if you imagine, you know, uh, reading the Bible, the Bible itself is kind of like, you know, letting clear, pure water flow over your brain, over your mind. We could say that renewing your mind is taking uh, and, and scrubbing your brain with a sponge and with soap with that same running water, okay? So it's kind of like taking it to the next level. It's more than just reading. It's where you actually are washing your mind with God's word. Okay, another way to describe it would be rebuilding new thought paths with God's truth instead of with your history. All right. A lot of us live our lives based on what we believe through our past experiences instead of what we can know is true through God's word. See, you can know God's truth, but it will do you zero good if you're still living by a different set of rules. Most of us have, uh, we've formed a belief system starting out when we're very young, and that system is what we live by. Now, if it's based on God's truth, then that obviously is great, but more than often, more likely, it's going to be based on falsehoods, things that have happened to us, lies that we've begun to believe, um, that we've been fed by you know our culture, others, the enemy, even by our very own sin nature. All right, in fact, try this experiment. Think about this. <clears throat> Think back over your life and go through all the memories that you've had before your 10th birthday. Just think about the, the, the ones that come to mind. Chances are um, you're gonna be able to find a lot of what you believe actually stems from experiences that you've had in your childhood. Okay, I'll give you an example. One of my earliest, not earliest, but one of my very early recollections from my childhood um, was that my older siblings and some of the neighborhood kids were gonna go on a bike ride I think it was to like a nearby park. There was a park that was nearby. 
And um, I still remember I I had a little, it was like a purplish pink bike with white wheels. Okay, I still remember and it had training wheels on it, which means, I mean, the oldest I could have been was 16, probably. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I think I must have been probably around four, maybe three, maybe four. I don't know. All I remember, uh, and I don't even remember what they left for, whether it was intentional or not. I don't know if they knew I wanted to come, whatever it was. All I remember is uh, I was just pedaling furiously on my tiny little bike trying to catch up because they had left without me. And I just remember uh, as I, was, I I just was pedaling so hard and I just saw them turn that corner. And I was just sitting in the middle of our quiet little street crying because I had been left behind. All right, now, coincidentally, one of my beliefs that I've had for years is that I personally am significant, uh, insignificant, um, that I'm kind of less important than other people. Now, where do you suppose that that belief came from? Okay, he, I reg this is embarrassing, but I've never made the connection between that story and that belief I've had for years, as long as I can remember. Okay, I should have figured it out, but chances are good that's where it came from. All right, and interestingly enough, most of the memories you have about your childhood that are not great, usually those memories that are not great, that you still remember, the reason you remember them, um, the reason that they're still important to you is because they were life-altering times that were seared into your brain. And that's why those memories are the ones you remember, right? I, I probably had millions of memories growing up. Why is that the one that comes to mind? Okay, it's because that was one that fundamentally changed the way I saw life, okay? Now, we can still have the good ones too, but it just seems like the negative experiences uh, are the ones that affect us harder usually than the positive ones do, okay? Uh, now, renewing your mind also has scientific merit as well. So talking about kind of, uh, like neuro pathways and stuff like that, it's rebuilding uh, the thinking patterns that you have, okay? Um, so for example, it's kind of like building these new neurological paths. Okay, I don't consider myself much of a runner, honestly, um, but there was a time that I would try to run regularly. And on the route that I took, uh, there was this stretch that had no sidewalk. So instead, there was this thin little path that was worn into the grass. Okay, now, where did that path come from? Right? It came from all of us people moving through that area. And that was the path that we decided to take. We kind of, it was about where the sidewalk would have been. And so we all chose that same path. And because we chose it, because we used it, we made it more visible and easy to use for the next time. And so pretty soon, that was just the way it was, and it actually wore itself a path, okay? And in the same way, we have these thought paths. There are these neural pathways that get reinforced the more that they're used, okay? Until they just become like our natural default, mm -hmm. okay? Even if they're harmful or even if they don't work. Okay, my question, uh, how do you sharpen a knife, right? You do it by running it over the sharpening stone again and again. How do you get stronger? By lifting weights again and again. How do you uh, improve your your free throw? By shooting hoops again and again. How do you renew your mind? By reviewing and re reviewing the truth again and again. And that's it. Okay, there's no shortcut. It's it's pretty natural the way that it works. That's just life. Okay, now, why does renewing your mind matter, right? What's the big deal? What's the main reason? Okay, the reason it's so important is because everything you do and everything you are comes from your heart. And that is where your, your beliefs live. And we know that is true based on Proverbs 4.23. And uh, yeah, basically 4.23. Um, it says, keep your heart with all diligence, guard your heart with all diligence for out of it spring the issues of life. And I love that idea of guarding it with all diligence. It means to really to guard it and to defend it with, with all your heart, with, with diligence and with intentionality. 
Otherwise, your life is just going to become an extension of your environment. Okay, your heart is like the central intelligence. That's where everything comes from. So it's in our best interest to guard that with everything we've got. There's a familiar familiar passage in John 8, 31 through 32. And Jesus said to the Jews, he said, If you continue in my word, then you are my disciples indeed. And you will know the truth and the truth will make you free. All right? If you continue in my word, it's it's to live in his word, to, to stay, to abide, kind of like we were talking about. Um, to know it deeply, okay? When you when you are intimately acquainted with God's word, then you are his, his disciple and you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. What will it set you free from, okay? From the opposite of the truth. It will set you free from lies, from falsehoods, from false beliefs that are stuck in your brain that you're acting on, okay? Now, the scary thing is I believe the opposite of this verse is also true. So if you don't continue in his word, then you are not his disciple indeed, and you will not know the truth. Therefore, the truth will not make you free. All right? If we want to be Christ followers the way that we were made to be, we must become students of his word and of his truth and allow it into our hearts. Okay, Romans 12, verse 2 says, And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Here's the cool thing. Um, it says be transformed. That means God does it for us, okay? The bottom line is we cannot change ourselves. I cannot change my behavior. Uh, I can try and, and alter it, but it always comes back because it's rooted in something else, okay? I cannot change our, my behavior, but God can, all right? But what he asks us to do is to renew our minds. So it's a, it's a two-part thing. We renew our minds. God transforms our hearts. So when we choose not to renew our minds, then we're forcing God out of one of his most effective tools for transforming us. All right, so I would ask you, please do not do that to yourself. Allow God to, to transform you. Okay, that's his part. He miraculously transforms you. That that word, you know, transform, we know what that means. It means metamorphosis, right? It means completely altering from a caterpillar to a but butterfly, something completely different. That's God's job. That is miraculous. No one can do that. Only he can. What does he ask us to do? He asks us to help. What is our job? Our job is to renew our minds. That's it. That's what we do. That's our job. We renew our minds. We are faithful in that. And then through that, he uses that and he supernaturally transforms our hearts. And so he gets us to the place where he, uh, he renews our hearts. He transforms our beliefs so that we are living out of a different set of beliefs where we actually stop using that path that leads to the same bad place every time, but we use it because it's just so easy. We just slip into it. He gives us the power to say, I'm not gonna walk that path. I'm actually gonna make a new path. Even cutting through the grass, even getting soaking wet, you know, even getting the, the sticker burrs in my shoes, I'm actually gonna create a new path to a good destination. And I'm gonna review that path. And I'm going to renew my mind and focus on that path. And that actually begins to create a new path. And then our old path, because we aren't treading it anymore, it begins to grow and begins to go back to normal. And that path becomes weaker as our new path becomes stronger. Uh, we can't do this alone. This is It's not a formula. This isn't just something that, oh, do these three steps and you will ace the Christian life. It is a partnership. God asks us for obedience. He asks us. He says, you know, if, if, he, if he were to say, you know, stand on your head for five minutes a day and I will transform you, we would do it, Right? And what he's asking is, renew your mind every day, and I will transform you. So we should do it. That's what we want to do. So 
<clears throat> that's basically it. We we uh, this is so important that we decided to kind of move it and put it into two two different parts. So uh, next time we're gonna be talking about the nitty gritty, actually how do you renew your mind? Okay. So hopefully you've walked away realizing, wow, this is important and this is something that God is asking me to do. But next time, we're actually going to dive into the practical parts of what does that look like day to day? What are some tips? What are some ideas that I can learn to begin to regularly renew my mind with the power and the, 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 the goodness of God's word? All right, so uh, we, don't mean, we don't mean to do a cliffhanger. We just wanted to do a justice to this topic because it's so important. If we can understand um, the power of our beliefs and where they come from, how to change them, and that we we just listen and obey, um, we're gonna see some huge, you will see huge, huge change, change you may not have even thought possible um, because we choose to do things God's way. All right, so it'll be fun. We'll have some um, ideas, uh, some illustrations, some real life uh, illustrations to help kind of get this home to where we can learn every day, every, every chance we get to be renewed in the spirit of our mind through the power of God's word. All right, so that's what we're going to do. So we appreciate you guys. Thank you so much for listening. And remember, whether you eat or drink or learn about the power of renewing your mind, whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. Until next time.